Thanks for reading that story, Marg. It's kind of on the theme of legacy, which is what I'm going to talk about this morning. It's uh, actually something I've started working on myself, and I'm thinking it's a good thing for those of us here to consider. So I'm going to start by throwing out these questions. How do you think you'll be remembered after you are gone? What of your life experience do you want to pass on? And how can you help to ensure that you are remembered in the way that you want? Now, legacy, according to the dictionary, can mean a gift of will, by will, especially of money or other personal property, a bequest. But legacy can also mean something less tangible. Some examples might be to say that Andrew left his children a legacy of love and respect, or that Anne's artistic legacy lives on through her children. The Bible is filled with stories of people who passed on an enduring legacy because of their faith. In Hebrews chapter 11 we read, By faith Abel brought God a better offering than Cain did. By faith he was condemned as righteous when God spoke well of his offerings. And by faith Abel still speaks even though he is dead. By faith Enoch was taken from this life so that he did not experience death. He could not be found because God had taken him away. By faith, Noah, when warned about things not yet seen, in holy fear built an ark to save his family. By faith, Abraham, when called to go to, to, go to a place he would later receive as his inheritance, obeyed and went, even though he did not know where he was going. And by faith, even Sarah, who was past childbearing age, was enabled to bear children because she considered him faithful who had made the promise. So Abel left a legacy of right living, and God was pleased with his offering. Enoch was, was commended as one who pleased God and therefore was swept up into heaven without dying. Noah and Abraham are both remembered for their obedience, and Sarah was given an extraordinary gift because of her faith in the God of promise. These people, even though they are long gone, still inspire us today. Their stories of faith in action, their legacies have lived on through the ages. So that is what I want to talk about. How do we want to be remembered? What of ourselves, our lives, our learnings, do we want to pass on to those who follow? And how do we do that? When my kids were little, we made regular trips to see my parents. Inevitably, the kids would end up playing on the basement stairs. And though they were carpeted, my dad had a great fear of them falling and getting hurt. One day, after he chased them off the stairs yet again, as my mom told me later, she had said to him, you know, if you're going to keep getting mad at them for that, then that's all that they'll remember of you. When I heard this story, I asked my daughter, of course now grown, what she remembered about her grandfather. She was eight when he died. She said, all I remember is that grandpa always got mad at us when we were playing on the stairs. <laughs> so there you go. My dad died in 1989, and as a contrast to the above story, I was glad to receive this email from a friend sometime later. He said, I miss your dad and still think of his gentle character from time to time. I had some great visits with him. He lived and died doing what he loved. 
So this friend's memory, and thankfully that of my older children, is much different from that of my daughter, who was the youngest. My eldest son, in fact, takes considerable pride in recognizing that he inherited his carpentry skills from his grandfather. To me, this story is a reminder to live in such a way that we will be remembered well. To rem be remembered in such a way that others, particularly our families, think about our lives and smile. Each of you has gained at least some life experience. Hopefully, you have come to a certain sense of peace about who you are. It may even be that you are becoming more comfortable with leaving some of the answers of, to your questions with God. You may have become more open-minded and gracious in dealing with others. Life and relationships may have taught you about the character of God. And over the years, you may have learned to sit more quietly in the presence of God. All these learnings are, your, are yours to share. One way we can do that is by writing a legacy letter, sometimes known as an ethical will. Legacy letters are intentional, an intentional way to share your values, blessings, life's lessons, hopes and dreams for the future. A way to share love and forgiveness with your family, friends, and community. They are not new. In Genesis 49, we read the blessings and the instructions that Jacob gives his sons. And in the New Testament, Jesus has parting words for his disciples. Today, legacy letters are being written by people at turning points and transitions in their lives and when facing life's challenges. They are often shared with family and community while the writer is still alive. They are like love letters to their families, and they may be one of the most cherished and meaningful gifts left to family and community. What does a legacy letter include? It can include important personal values and beliefs, important spiritual values, hopes and blessings for future generations, life's lessons, forgiving others and asking for forgiveness, and it can also include expressions of love. My mom wrote her life story over a period of about 12 years, and we were able to compile that for her 90th birthday about six months before she died. Each of her grandchildren have a copy, as do I. Yet what is of equal importance to me is the verbal gratitude, affirmation, and blessing that she gave me just a week before she died. I will never forget it, and I strive each day to live up to her naming of my life's meaning. You don't need to wait until the end of your life to write your faith story. It can be done in middle age, or started earlier, or it can be started wherever you are now. It might be a good idea to, to do that. I know there are many things that I want my family to know, particularly about my spiritual journey, and it feels most appropriate to write them down and in this way to pass, over, pass on whatever wisdom, values, and benefits I have gained in my life. If you're wondering how to go about writing your faith story and how to pass on your legacy, there are several websites that give ideas to help you get started. They suggest, <clears throat> pardon me, that over time you might want to write down a few ideas, a few words or a sentence or two about things like your beliefs and opinions, things that you did to act on your values, something that you learned from grandparents, parents, siblings, spouse, children, friends, something you learned from experience, 
something you are grateful for, your hopes for the future. Write about the important events in your life. And if you can imagine that you only had a limited, le uh, limited time left to live, what would you regret not having done? When you have done that, you might want to move on or even expand those sentences into paragraphs. The big challenge, of course, is to ensure that we are remembered in the way that we would want and that we live each day to the best of our ability. That we ask the spirit for faith, obedience, and good living of those who have guided us, as well as for wisdom gleaned from the lessons and experiences of our lives. And that these will be remembered and can serve as a guide for those who follow. So I invite you to pray with me. O oh God, giver of life, we are grateful for the lives we have been given, for the lessons learned and the wisdom gained. Help us to see our lives through your eyes, knowing that in our imperfect humanness, we are deeply loved. May the truth we seek shine through all we are and do, and help us, we pray, to live each day upheld by your grace. Amen.